welcome back to send them off. Now the club season is over. Titles have been decided. We've been there here and send them off for every twist, every turn, every up and every down. But we have got a big summer of football ahead. And we couldn't quite resist an episode dedicated to the Euros. When I say we, of course, I'm talking about me. My name is Sam. And joining me, as always, is my ever-present podcasting partner, Alex. How are you doing? That's probably the most organised intro you've ever done. You, you were yeah, reading that, weren't you? Yeah. yeah, we got proper guests on tonight. I need to shake yeah. up. <laughs> we need to behave ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um, I, I, do you know what? I love European football. Um, sort of fell out of love with it two years ago, three years ago. Where it started to get a little bit, you know, commercial a bit that, but I think it's kind of what we all needed this year in particular. Tonic in it this year. It's a it tonic. is, yeah, it is. Anyway, I mentioned we've got guests. We have got two yeah, guests making their send them off debuts today. We've got representatives from each of the three home nations uh, uh, competing at this t- summer's tournament. Representing Scotland, we've got Callum Laurie from Valecast. Thank you very much, Sam. Good to be on. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for coming on. We've uh, we branched out to Scotland now. We have, yeah. This is the yeah. furthest we've been. Yeah. Like, this is practically yeah. abroad for us. Yeah, because usually we we go no further than Swansea. <laughs> yeah, literally. And um, you guys is probably the furthest I've been away from from Scotland as well all year. So <laughs> you know, it's it's great, See? great to speak to you tonight. Lovely. And um, representing England from the Perspective Podcast, we've got Omar Garrick. How are you doing, Omar? I'm not too bad, mate. Thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm looking yeah, forward to for it. Coming. Thank you for Thank you. Omar's a bit more big time than us. Uh, <laughs> if you yeah, listen he to his podcast, he has, <laughs> he has like actual famous people on. So Omar is a celebrity. In oh, his own don't, don't big me up that much, Sam. You're too kind. Uh, <laughs> representing Wales. Uh, sorry, everybody in Wales, but you've got me and Alex. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, what can I say? If um, Where should we start? Shall we start with uh, Group D, which has got two of our home nations in. It's a tasty old group that England, Croatia, Scotland, and the Czech Republic. Shall we start with Scotland? Because the mainstream media always starts with England. <laughs> so let's start with Scotland. Fair enough, fair enough. How, long, how long before somebody mentions 1966? Oh, oh more I'm looking at you, Ben. <laughs> be coming from me, that's for sure. So. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Scotland, first major tournament in how long, Callum? Far too long. To be honest, this is our first first major tournament since uh, France '98. Believe it or not, I remember watching that as a kid. That's that's Um, not quite as long as we waited before the last Euros, man. Yeah, Yeah. 1958. Yeah, Yeah, 1958. Um, But yeah, I'm really glad that the Scots are there. I think um, I think it'd be a sort of breath of fresh air. Before before we actually start recording, I said to Callum that they've got every chance of getting out this group because I think there's a complete lack of expectation there, almost from anybody, from everybody else, more the outsiders, really, which is, I think that really benefited Wales last time in the Euros when it was our first major tournament in a while. No one expected us to get out. Maybe not out of the group, but no one expected us to go anywhere. And um, I think, do, do you think, Callum, that is something that could potentially benefit you? Quite possibly. Quite possibly. I think we are a little bit of a, an unknown entity coming into a major tournament again for the the first time in, in forever. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's obviously a, a couple of tricky fixtures in that group. You know, I think you can't underestimate, uh, you know, Croatia and the Czech Republic. So, you know, and just the one easy game against England, uh, Omar. So, you know, it's... Um, <laughs> it's three yeah, points there, know. Callum. Three points. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, you know, we look at first place, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, if we can sneak out of the group, I think we'll all be, you know, a very happy nation. You know, getting there, you know, personally was uh, one of the greatest nights of, 
2020 in all honesty in 2021 so yeah it's um one yeah, hard man was it yeah, yeah. <laughs> one hard <laughs> yeah one of the highlights of what's been a pretty rubbish year hasn't it so um so, yeah pretty pretty happy to be there and as i say there's there's no expectation on the squad we've never progressed beyond a group stage before so you know there is that kind of carrot for them but yeah i think we want to do more than a you know we took part certificate but you yeah, know it'd definitely. be nice to be a bit competitive in there as well I the think thing probably... is Go on. Oh, no, I was, I was going to say, you, you talk about like you haven't got too many expectations for the team, but I'm looking at the side now. I've got the provisional side in front of me. And there's a bit of quality in there. There is quite a bit of quality. You've got, I know he's a bit young, but, you know, we've got like some Billy Gilmore, Chelsea. Um, I'm looking around now, Josh McGinn. I know these aren't like superstar players, but they're players with, you know, a good amount of quality. And I think they will slip under the raid, like Andy Robertson, you know. Yeah. Top quality. I mean, um, we've got some cracking players, back. you know, some absolute yeah. cracking players. And, and, um, you know, players that are kind of mixing it up in the in the Premier League and the Championship on a, yeah. a weekly basis. You know, we've got um, you know, like say, you know, maybe not an attractive player as such, but Grant Hanley, um, mm. centre half plays for Norwich. Captains them. They've obviously just gone up as well. Great season for him. Mm. Um, you know, we've got Liam Cooper at Leeds United. You know, mm. captain them as well. Um, we've got a few captains from, from the Scottish Premiership as Even well. So, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think that's definitely you know a striker that you know we're really happy to have representing scotland i know he had a couple of options there and as a as a number of the squad have you know we're, we're not all born and bred scots in the squad but you know we've we've got Shea Adams up there. well yeah we had a good, well we, we had a good chat on that one on on uh, Vailcast a few weeks ago and um, you know when when the news came out that he was not going to make it with, with his injury and, um, you know, I think there were a few Scotland fans rubbing their hands with that one, in all honesty, because as a centre forward with, you know, 16 caps for your country, not a single goal there. You know, I think we were, yeah. uh, you know, we maybe had a few other options up there. So, yeah, pretty happy with the squad. You know, we got a bit of a soft spot for McBurney. Done we do. Yeah. Oh, do you? Oh, well, I take it all back. You know, I wish he was there. So. And, uh, yeah. The, the name that stands out for me, though, is McTominay. Like, um, mm-hmm. so at the time recording, the Europa League final was last night. Um, obviously, Man United lost, but I thought McTominay was personally my man of the match. I thought he was he did a outstanding. Job, he? He did a job. Yeah. He's brilliant. Yeah. He looked um to me, he's like Carrick incarnate reincarnated. Like he's he does a lot of the like unseen work, doesn't really get the credit for it. But I, like other than that, I say that because he did get the credit <laughs> for it last night. Um, but <laughs> yeah, he does a lot of the unseen work, there's a lot of the the stuff that's not pretty, but yeah, no, I agree. done. I agree. Yeah. And it, and it depends where uh, Steve Clark plays him, you know, for the Euros. Because obviously for Man United, he has, you know, usually alongside Fred, you know, not starting that last night. But, you know, he's, he's pretty much nailed down that you know, holding midfielder role. Um, whereas for Scotland, he's been playing on the, the right-hand side of a back three. Um, so, and, and doing, you know, a, a pretty good job there as well, in all honesty. But it'll be interesting to see, you know, what that first lineup is, whether they try McTominay in the middle of the park. And there's a couple of other midfielders, you know, you mentioned McGinn earlier. Uh, and Callum McGregor of Celtic, who've kind of been holding those two places down. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he does. But, yeah, we, we've been putting together our, our kind of teams and, and looking at a, a potential starting 11. And, and McTominay seems to, to feature at centre-half, uh, i say on the right-hand side of the back three, uh, nine times out of ten. So, we'll see. We'll see what Ka- happens first. Ka- Callum, out of um, curiosity, do you, with Steve Clark, he tends to prefer three at the back. What would you mm-hmm. make of that? Because I, I do think you've got... The, the right sort of characters is in there to actually play that formation. Is it, is um, I was going to say, oh, that's it, Sam, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> we're okay. We've watched the master at work. This is it. This is okay. 
Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's worked, you know, we're, we're there first and foremost, you know, and I think, you know, we've been playing that formation pretty much all the way through the qualifiers. So, you know, it's, we, we got there just about, but we're there. So, you know, that's, that's fine enough for us. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, looking at, at the, the kind of the team that's there, it's quite a defensive squad, in all honesty. There's not too much uh, up at the, the top end of the pitch. So it kind of looks nailed on for, you know, three at the back, the two wing backs, um, two in the middle, maybe two wingers and one up front or one in a kind of, 10 position in the, the two up front. So, yeah, it gives a couple of options, but I think majority of Scotland fans are looking at it as, you know, that kind of back three or back five. You know what they yeah, say, though? If it ain't broke. Well, that's it. Yeah. That's exactly it. So One question I was going to ask Omar, as an England fan, and obviously, yeah. you know, you're in the same group, how do you view this, you know, banter aside, how do you view the Scottish side? Like, do you do they pose a threat or do you think, you know, we'll please it or do you think, you know, what do you think? Well, to be honest with you, this is probably the best Scottish team I've seen in a while. I mean, this is the first time you qualify for an actual championship in a while as well. So that I think that speaks volumes in itself. I think there is a lot of quality in there. I think Scott McTominay, as you named um, before, I think he's a quality player. I think Che Adams, as you mentioned before, I think he scored quite a few goals at Southampton. But I also think, yeah, as, as you touched upon, you've got uh, quite a defensive stability in there. Um, and I think you've got the right players with the right characters. And I think from, yeah, from an English perspective, um, you have to worry because it, with games with, uh, against Scotland, there's always that fiery edge to it. Um, form kind of goes out the window with games like that. So I think you've got to be worried because I think Scotland on their day, that I think they could beat anybody. And especially because this is, of course, your first championship in a while. Well, in, yeah, in a while. Um, and I think you'll be up for it more. I think your fans will be up for it a lot more as well. And I think everybody talks about the 12th man, don't they? And I think Scottish fans will, will um, play a vital role if they're going to you know, succeed in this championship. Absolutely. And, and that's something that we're really hopeful of, of having, you know, a, a good number of fans, you know, at Hampden Park for those games. You know, we've had a couple of uh, COVID uh, instances lately in Glasgow. So hopefully that's uh, that'll sort itself out in time. But yeah, I totally agree. You know, I think the, the Scottish squad, you know, and we saw it not that long ago, I think maybe just what, about three, four years ago um, with the, the two each draw with, with Scotland and England at, uh, at Hampden. Where, mm. where you know it took a, a last minute equalizer from yeah. uh, from your lot to, to to salvage that point. So you know it, it could it could be tight. It could be six 0 England. You know, but it could be <laughs> it could be a really tight game. So I'll, I'm going to go with a, a I'm going to go with a one each draw on that one. I think maybe, but uh, we'll see. I'm getting well, I'll have your view later, later Callum. Don't worry. We'll get on to the England team. I'll have your view <laughs> after. I'll leave you out. Um, yeah, I think this is a good place to move on to England. To be fair, in the same group. Um, Omar, what were your initial reactions to the 33-man squad announced last week? Any surprises? Uh, it was an interesting one. I thought there was a few surprises in there. I didn't expect Ben White to get called up for the provisional side. I thought he was a surprise. There's a lot of talk about Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, I do worry about the defence because Harry Maguire is injured at the moment. And God knows when he's going to come back. Uh, and I thought the partnership of Stones and Maguire was the only kind of valuable um, uh, squad list that we had for our defence because if you go beyond them, I don't think Tyrone Mings is good enough, um, yeah. personally. Uh, I won't get into what I think of him as a player because I don't want to <laughs> criticise him too much. Um, <laughs> but uh, and I also think Connor Cody's not 
a hundred percent like he's a good player don't get me wrong but he's not world class as you see with um you know with the strength and depth like france's squad for example they've got an unbelievable uh, array of defenders um I, I was surprised that danny ings was left out to be honest with you i thought he had a, a good season um and i was surprised that Aaron Wambasaka got left out as well. I don't know what I know the right back situation for England. There's a lot of um, depth in that position, but I don't see how um, Reese James has had a better season than Aaron Wambasaka personally, um, because Reese James was injured um, for part of the season as well. So um, yeah, and I think defensively Wambasaka. If England came up in the knockout stages, for example, against uh, France, against Belgium, I think you'd need that defensive awareness about you to deal with the likes of Mbappe or Kevin De Bruyne. And I think Aaron Wan-Bissaka would have would have given that. Um, we'll just have to wait and see with the 23-man squad because at the moment it's a provisional team. Um, I, have, I have a weird feeling that something's going to happen big with Trent Alexander-Arnold because there's been a lot of rumours about Gareth Southgate not getting on with, with him. I know he's come out and denied that, but they've come from really credible sources. So I think we'll have to see. I think it'll be an interesting one to see who actually gets left out. I, I'd be I, mm, I'd be surprised if he gets sent home, to be fair. So but, would I. I. I know um, they might not get on, but I, I, I do think he's a very, very good right back. Yeah, very good right back. Um, going forward, I think that's where he offers the most. I know probably defensively not fantastic, but I think that's you know where you'd have your partnership like Harry Maguire and John Stone. Obviously, you know Maguire's not fit, but yeah, I think I think he will be involved. I think it'll just be a case of having a bit more cover on that side. Whether they go like Scott, you know, like Scotland and go three at the back and probably push him into a wing back role, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, but I mean, I do, think, I do think he'd be involved personally. Yeah, I, I think I think. I would definitely take him because I think you need a balance with your right backs. I think I don't think he will be Southgate's number one choice in the big games. I think he'll go with Kieran Trippier uh, because Kieran Trippier has had a decent season out in Atletico Madrid um, where he's, he's won La Liga over there. So um, it's an interesting one because I think with the squad, if you saw it, there's a lot of midfielders. There's a, there's a lot of midfielders. And I think... Southgate's problem is going to be maybe fitting in all his attacking prowess into a, a, one start in 11. If it was me, I, I'd probably go with a, a midfield pivot of Declan Rice and Jude Bellingham. Um, I, I think Jude Bellingham is an exceptional talent. Every time I've seen him this season, he's just been sensational. And he's only about 17 years old. Um, and Declan Rice has had a good season. Mason Mount, I would probably go for. Then I'd probably go for Foden on the left. Um, I don't think Raheem Sterling's had as good a season as he's done previously before. Uh, and then I'd probably go Sancho on the right and, and Kane up top. But whether Kane's head is uh, focusing on other matters in terms of his club career, we'll have to wait and see because, you know, he's meant to be England's talisman, but I'm sure he'll be fine. See, for me, I think if I was Southgate, I would be building that team around Mount, Foden and Kane. Mm. I think those three are the the most... They're, they're, they're the, the informed players, really. I mean, yeah, Sancho yeah. and Bellingham have been brilliant this year. Um, talking informed, do you think Lingard will go? Um, I've been impressed with Jesse Lingard, to be fair to him, since uh, his loan move to West Ham. Um, I, I, it's an interesting one because I don't... Th- 
I think Southgate likes him, but I personally don't think he suits Southgate's style of play. I think with Lingard, he's always looking to find the pockets of space um, and, and running in those channels. I don't think England, you know, pass through the middle. I think they like to get it out wide and then supply balls into Harry Kane. Um, so I think he, I, I think he will go, to be honest with you, based on form, because he's been absolutely sensational, I think, for West Ham. Um I can see him going. I don't think, I think, but don't think Bakayo Saka will make the cut um, for Arsenal. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I like, I, I like our strikers as well. Um, I, I, I do think Mason Greenwood should go as well. I think Mason Greenwood has been sensational um, towards the end of the season. And he too, um, Sam, is one of those plays that's hit form at the right time, like the Mason Mounts, for example. Um, so it'll be interesting to see it in terms of where I think England can finish. I think there's, it's either going to go one, one or two ways. We're either not going to get past the group stage, or I think we'll go to, to the semi-finals. So you don't, you don't think England are going to win? You it? don't think you're going to win it? No, no. Mm. I think France have got such a good squad. Um, I think you've always got to think about them. And I think Portugal, I think Portugal will win it, to be honest with you. I, I said Portugal. I think they're underdogs as well. I don't think anybody's yeah. really thinking, no. thinking that they're, they're going to do it. But it's the same as 2016. If you've got Cristiano Ronaldo in your team, you can't discount them. You just Exactly. And, um, and I think, you know, Ruben Diaz has been my player of the season. I think yeah. he's been sensational. Then you've got the likes of Bernardo Silva, Bruno Fernandes, João Felix. Um, such an exciting team, I think, and I think, yeah, um, that they're definitely my my pick. Um, and Belgium, you can't you can't rule out Belgium as well because I think Roberto Martinez, uh, it's his final, um, uh, it's the end of his time uh, with the Belgian national side. So I think he'll want a hunger to you know go as far as he can in, in this Euros. Would love that. Nice for, former Swansea manager. <laughs> yeah, doing it on the bigger. He's a good stage. manager. He's a very good yeah, manager. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, well, weird. Weird. Omar, just just to jump in. Sorry, Sam. Do, do you think with with Portugal, you know, does that do, do they need Cristiano Ronaldo to be you know firing a hundred percent for them to to win that tournament? Do you think, or do you think they've got enough kind of depth now that you know Ronaldo maybe having an off day and and throwing in at the occasional sulk isn't going to going to derail their tournament? I, th- I think with Cristiano Ronaldo, he- he's obviously 36 years of age and he's playing in Serie A, which is a very defensive league. Um, and it's a, and it's a lot slower compared to, you know, the, the fast pace of the Premier League. Um, uh, uh, and-, and it's a little bit slower than the Liga. But I think in terms of, you know, a leadership um, role model to bring to that squad, I think he'd be absolutely pivotal in, you know... Um, kind of inspiring others to perform to the highest level uh, and to the highest of their abilities. And I think, but I think Portugal have got leaders everywhere. You look, I think Bruno Fernandes has been described as, you know, the next, well, the Eric Cantona, the, the resurrection of Eric Cantona. Um, Ruben Diaz, I mean, he's only 23 years of age, but every time you put another Manchester City defender next to him, he seems to improve their game incredibly. Um, and, I, and I just think they've got, such depth in the midfield. Um, and I think Ronaldo, I don't think he'll play. He, he's a big game player, Ronaldo. And I think in the big games, he will turn up. Um, as we've seen before in the past, he's proved that. Um, even in the Champions League, I, I mean, I remember when uh, he scored that hat-trick against Atletico Madrid not so long ago um, in the second leg. 
and he's also got the experience of winning the Euros um, last time around. So I do think they've got enough to to, to go through um, to, to actually go um, all the way to the end and and, and win it. Um, but I think you do have to worry about France and uh, Belgium. That's the only two teams I'm concerned for them: France and Belgium. But I do think they'll do it. The thing is, we, we talk about um, you know France and Belgium. They were very good in the last last round, um, last round in 2016, the last tournament. But in the final, I, I believe it was, um, it was France, France and France, France and Portugal. And Portugal won that game without having Ronaldo on the field. For I don't know if it was, was it the majority, but they certainly scored without having him on the field. So I think that squad has only got better since four or five years ago, however long it was. So I, 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 I don't know if they will need him as badly as they needed him last time, personally. Hmm. I think that's what so I think. I, I'm assuming then, Omar, if we're talking Group F, which is the group of death, Hungary, Portugal, France, Germany, you're saying Germany out of the big three in that group are going out? Yeah, I, uh, I think uh, Joachim Lowe, he, I think he's, there's a reason I think he's coming towards the end of his tenure uh, as the German coach. He's done a fantastic job, don't get me wrong, but I think with the German side, they've got a lot of midfield. I don't think they've got that real... Um, out and out number nine, you know, to score the goals. I think they rely, I mean, they're going to be relying on Timo Werner. And I think we've seen in the Premier League this season, he hasn't been clinical enough at all. He's missed dozens of opportunities. And and that will come with time, I'm sure. But I think, um, to be honest with you, I think one star player we were going to really see come out is uh, Kai Havertz. And I think that will come next season um, as well in the Premier League. And I think the Euros may be a start of it. the start of things we might see from the German international in the Premier League. I think towards the end of the season, I think he's looked brilliant and he's shown more signs of his, you know, attacking capabilities. But yeah, I do think I do think Germany and Hungary are going to be the ones that don't get through in that group. I'd be inclined to agree, to be fair. Interesting you say about Havertz, because I would I'm really excited to see Jamal Musiala play mm. if if he plays. Because I've seen him a couple of times for Bayern this season. And he's good. unbelievable. He's mm. so good. Um, mm. When they played Lazio in the Champions League, he was just he just swarmed them. Did he's he score incredible. in that game? He did, yeah, yeah, he did. Brilliant, brilliant player. Um, one of my sort of young ones to watch in this tournament, I think. Yeah. Um, so we've covered two groups. Now we're going to cover the people's champions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the team that everyone wants to win. Let's be honest. Just admit it, Callum, Omar. You can admit it. You know. You yeah, have, I was say, you're coming back to Scotland again now, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've got. Yeah. I must admit, I've got a wee, a wee soft spot. My, my wife's family are all from me, so. Um, there we are. Yeah, we bit of a soft spot for you. This year. I'll do me. I'm yeah. So, <laughs> Wales. Uh, so we're in a group. Am I allowed to say we? Is that impartial enough? Anyway, we. We are in a group. <laughs> I'm wearing the jersey. Okay. So we're in a group with Turkey, uh, Italy and Switzerland. So I think in that group, Italy are the big ones sort of that we need to be wary of. But I fancy us to beat them. I'm saying it now. I fancy us. Uh, we're capable of topping that group. I think so too. I pers- I don't see... I mean, I, you know, Italy, obviously, they got the quality, but I, I don't think they're as dangerous as people think they are. I, I really don't think so. They've got, okay, Donnarumma in goals. I think, is he in goals, Donnarumma? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think and They've got you know, like, the likes be... of in- Insigne up front, haven't they? Yeah. Um, you know, um, Insigne. Um, not Immobile. Immobile, I was going to say. But, you know, these players seem to be, 
they've been around for a while. I know Donnarumma's been 21 for the last six years. He must have been. <laughs> but Insigne's been around a while. You know, they, I, I don't feel like they're... I don't feel like they're as dangerous as people make out they are. I, I, I'd be disappointed if we didn't qualify. I'd be surprised if we didn't finish top. Yeah. I, I, one I, of those nations said, that's been going we're backwards gonna, a week. We're not going to qualify. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I think Italy are one of those teams that have, you know, over the last kind of decade or so, you know, they, they've just never really kicked on from what they did before that. It kind of similar in a way to, to Holland the last couple of years as well. You know, just they're not the, the scary force that maybe they, they were you know, back in the you know 90s and early 2000s and that, they just seem to have kind of fallen off the edge a little bit. So I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Wales turning them over, in all honesty. But, um, there's, you know, on their day, they'll still be a dangerous side. And I think we'll be, you know, if you're looking at that group, you know, the two that would come out of it, I would expect Wales and Italy to be the two in, in whatever order, I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, they're they're not quite the, the beast they were a few years back. No, I agree. Sure. I do I think agree. We- we're, we're quite strong defensively as well. I think we conceded one goal in qualifying. Um, it was one, yeah. Like across the whole thing. And I was in the last game against Finland. Um, we've looked really... The problem is, we don't, defensively. we don't score too many. No, it's Not like Swansea in there. Why do both the teams we support yeah, exactly. <laughs> just defend and don't score? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's horrific. Um, yeah, we are strong at the back though. And I think that's really where our strength lies. And if, if you'd said that on paper with the team with Dale... Ramsey, Harry Wilson, David Brooks. If you said that defensively your strength is where, I mean, you you call it mad, wouldn't it? But watching us, that is how it works. And Joe Roden at the back, I think, is going to be such a key player this year um, in the Euros. I think he's he's really good. It's going to be make or break. If Joe Roden has a good Euros, Wales going to have a good Euros. End of. For me, I think Joe Roden is going to pick up the mantle from Ashley Williams, and I think yeah. that's what that will be. Uh, just just to add as well, I do think you have to watch out for that Switzerland game because Switzerland mm. can, it, it, it feels like they're such a bogey side. They either turn up or they don't. And I mm. do think they have some really good young players in there. They've got Dennis Zakaria. I know they've got, I think they've got some nice stability with Granite Xhaka. Um, Jordan Shakiri, I think he's always performed well whenever he's gone away um, internationally. Um, and Manuel Kanji, I think he's a really mm. good young centre-back um, for Borussia Dortmund. So I, I, I still think you've got to watch that Switzerland side because they can either turn up or they might not. And to be honest with you, I could just see a lot of teams drawing against them. I can yeah. feel, I, I can mm. see them not conceding too many. I think I think that I think they'll set up as as all the Swiss sides tend to set up well organized, well structured. So I think that will be a tough game as well. To be honest with you, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think no, the Turkey game is going to be a tough one though. Like I think people are sort of writing them off a bit, and you know, I'll be honest. I I kind of already have written them off. I'm not Ooh. expecting them to do too much. I'm sorry. I I I don't I, I don't know nothing about the Turkey team. I just don't. Alex hasn't done his research, clearly. I, I, I've not done any research. But they want to Welcome to send him like, off, boys. Welcome to send him off. Yeah. But no, I don't. I don't. I don't really think there's uh, there's too much in them anyway. They've got a lot of def- they've got a lot of defenders, haven't they? I think they've got who's so it? So Yunchu, They've got yeah. Kabak, Demiral. Um, uh, who else have they got? They got that guy from AC Milan, Kalanoglu. Yeah. And he's a, he's a, he's an okay player, but I think you should see past them. Wales. I think you've got yeah. a better squad than them, to be honest with you. 
I, I really like the youth in our squad as well. Like, so in the last Euros, there was quite a, quite a few older players that we had, like so James Collins, Ashley Williams is a bit older. This time, we've got there with a young squad. Like, it took a while to get there because, last time because the squad was sort of getting there in age-wise. And then when they hit peak, we got there in 2016. This time, I feel like half our squad hasn't even hit the peak yet. So, like, for the future, that is really exciting for, for a Wales fan anyway. Um, like you look yeah. at like Harry Wilson, um, who else? Deed, De- yeah, Deed, yeah, go. De- I'm calling Deed just if I know him. Yeah, Dan we're like, ah, man, we're like, ah, he's on a podcast next week. Yeah, probably, it probably is on Omar's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think I feel like we've got a decent chance. Whether we'll get any, I mean, I'm putting it out there now. I don't want to be a pessimist, but I don't think we're going to get as far as we did last time. Um, but you never know. We, we didn't is, expect we need, to get I the last you time. To say that because I was so arrogant and cocky that we're going to get the group. Now you yeah. sort of bring it back down to earth, right? So that's I, why I can't see us doing as well. Um, but you never know. I said, I said along the same lines of the Scotland having the sort of lack of expectation, it might sort of carry them a bit. I, I'm worried that our sense of expectation this time will be too, too much, really. Well, how does it, I, how does it work? If we top the group, or if we come second, is it Group F we get? I have no idea, mate. No, Honestly, no idea. I, I haven't done. Excellent. I haven't, no, I've, I've thought about that yet. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't put my wall chart up yet. So. <laughs> yeah, we haven't looked out the group yet. Um, yeah, so but I, th- I do think if you finish top there, I do think you've got a decent chance of getting to the quarterfinals. To be honest with yeah. you, I think. I think. Mm. I think. But you have to finish top because if you get second, then you're obviously going to get a tougher you're draw. Get so. the top of whoever it is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. But we'll see. Um, if we take the other groups, so Group B, just skim over them: Denmark, Finland, Belgium, and Russia. Who we got? I mean, Belgium. We've we've said. Around. I quite like Denmark's squad, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I like Denmark. Yeah. but um, Finland were in our group for qualification, and they they are a tidy team. They are they are nothing to be sniffed at. And yeah, they gave us a really good game. I think they were the ones who actually we conceded we conceded to Team Pukki. I think. Um, I think we beat them. Though we might have drawn, I think we did. Yeah, I could try. I can't um, remember. Yeah, like I said, it's nothing to be sniffed at. They got a decent squad, and I think a lot of them are going to the radar. Not sure about Russia, nah, just sort of. Well, Russia sure, kind of the same as Switzerland, you know, with what Omar was saying earlier. Yeah. You know, they either turn up and, and and they perform really well, or you know, they will just roll over, you know. And so, I think Russia could be a, again one of those ones to, to maybe watch for a second place in that group, but um, yeah, for me, it would be you know, Belgium and then. Denmark, I would say, should have enough quality. I think to, I agree. To just get through. Yeah, I think it'll be tight. You know, it's not going to be. I don't. I don't see many kind of four nil results in that group. Mm. You know, I think it will be quite a quite a tight one. Uh, and maybe I think Denmark just sneaking it over a, either uh, Russia or Finland. I, I would say just on Belgium quickly. I'm speaking to Well, we speak to Callum. Callum, you're talking. Do you see Eden Hazard going to the to the Euros? Or more, you know, you would answer as well. I think so. I think I think he makes the squad. I don't know if he's going to be a, a a starter for every game. In all honesty, I know that he's not had the greatest season, uh, or to be honest, not not really had the greatest move when he went to Madrid. No. Um, you know, so I think I think you know it proves there that that's not really worked out for him. And I think um, Madrid are quite open that, that they're looking to get him off the books. Uh, you know, at the end of this campaign, so I think he goes just for star quality. You know, he's like we've had that. You know, and like. 
in the Scotland squad, we had a few debates over certain strikers coming in just to, you know, if we were needing that in a last minute goal or needing a, a push up the park. You know, I think Hazard could be one of those impact players to come on if, if they need him. Um, but yeah, I don't think he'll be in, in the 11. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think, um, yeah, he, he will go. But I also think that you touched upon there that he, he might be leaving Real Madrid. I also think it was the perfect opportunity to show your worth um, on a main international stage. And I think he'll want to be, Aiden Hazard will be wanting to show his talents on and on in the European Championships in order to get clubs interested, I think, for him. And I think that'll be in the back of his mind. If he has a good tournament, then there's obviously going to be interest from loads of clubs. Um, and I, I don't think he's happy at Madrid. So I think, yes, I think he will go. And I also, he does have experience that he's coming on to 30. But um, yeah, I think, he, I think he'll want to perform well because I think he'll, he'll want clubs, um, you know, to be interested in him in the summer. Mm-hmm. And there's a few players in the same boat. You know, I know we talked about Ronaldo earlier. You know, that's another one that's been linked with a move away from, from his club. Harry Kane, obviously, you know, heavily linked with, with leaving Spurs, um, which will be interesting to see if that's still the case if, if they do get Pochettino back. But, you know, I think there's there's a number of these kind of, you know, talisman figures in a number of these teams that are, are maybe putting themselves in the shop window. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Definitely. Yeah. Um, group C. The Netherlands, Ukraine, Austria, and everybody's second team this summer, North Macedonia. <laughs> and my second team this summer. I kind of, honestly, if they beat us in the quarters, I wouldn't care. <laughs> Genuinely wouldn't care. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just, I think it's nice to see a different name there. Like Finland are a bit of a different name. I think it was their first major tournament in a long time. And um, I just enjoy seeing these, these new people there. It's like, it's not really the same, the same in like the Champions League where you get like a random team from like Belarus playing uh, and it's like, what's well, a new name? Because you just know they're going to go out. But like in the Euros, anything, literally anything can happen. Like you look at Iceland, sorry, Omar, mm-hmm. in 2016. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, no one expected that. Uh, look at Wales. To do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they just became like a, a, a bit of a phenomenon. And I mean, I'm not sure North Macedonia are going to, quite do the same I was going to say I think we're getting to the end of ourselves if we compare them twice I think we've got Goran Pandev up front he's like 39 he's been playing for about 40 years hasn't he He, didn't he win the Champions League in 2009 or like at um no it wasn't 2009 was it 2010 with Mourinho with Mourinho yeah yeah. he's still going Um, was was he the one that scored direct from a corner against England years and years and years ago or am I thinking of a different Kind of Pandev type player. It seems to ring a bell, but I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see if you can do it in the quarters or something. Then that'd be fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, Netherlands and Austria for me are the two favourites in this group. Austria. They got like Alaba. Um, the, Sabitza is he? Sabitza, he yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, is Arnold Dijk going? Potentially. Potentially, be, I yeah. think he might yeah. be. Yeah. 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 And. Um, What's the, what's the midfielder? Uh, plays for like Leipzig. Oh, Lichtensteiner. No, plays for oh. Leipzig. What's his name? Ah, oh, well. Wait, no, is he Swiss? Guy. I don't know. Um, yeah, Netherlands though. Like, like you said earlier, Callum, one of those teams that sort of have taken a few steps back, but they've got quite a youthful squad. I think. Other than, does anyone know if Van Dijk will be going? I think he's not. He out? He's I not don't think he is. Now. I think that's he himself out. Yeah, that's huge. Um, oh, that's a big blow. But yeah, they've got a young squad. They've got like, like 
uh, Frankie de Jong, um, what else have they got? Like De Ligt at the back. You know, it's, it's quite, I mean, essentially anyone who's graduated from the Ajax Academy in the last 10 years is probably in that squad. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, again, one of those teams that maybe, I'd say about the Netherlands, not now, but give it four years and potentially, maybe. We'll see how the development goes with all the, all the younger players, maybe. Not too sure on their manager either, because they've got Frank De Boer and he yeah. done really bad at Crystal Palace. Yeah. Um, yeah. When he Bit was of a joke, Six weeks he was out, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 He, yeah. Was, he, was, he was very bad, very bad. Um, I think that's probably the most boring group out of them all. I, I will celebrate. I will go ballistic if North Macedonia score one. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. That's all I need. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll make that run around my street in my pants. Yeah, yeah. You what? I'll run around my street in my pants. That's on the podcast now. There we are. That's it. You're taking that, that back that, now. That will be a mini episode if North Macedonia <laughs> score one goal at the Euros. That's a little um, vlog for everyone. To I enjoy. will hold you to that. Uh, group e, uh, audio only though, no video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> group E, last one. Um, Spain, Sweden, Poland, Slovakia. I mean, Spain favorites, safe to say. Although I saw their squad the other day, and for me, it just didn't do anything for me when I was reading it. The like, thing with really. the Spain is right. I think we're comparing that Spain team to the Spain team of ten years ago, and you can't. You no, just you can't. can't. They they but, could well, you know. I still think they're favorites, but. If nobody's comparing Spain to Germany or Spain to England or what this comparing Spain to Spain ten years ago, and that's yeah. what it is. I think they'll still do a job. There's still a lot of quality in our Spain team. They get out the group. I'm pretty sure they'll get out. Yeah, the group. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a disaster if they don't really in that given that group. I think Poland the ones to watch. Obviously, Lewandowski's had an unbelievable season. Somehow didn't win Player of the Year in the Bundesliga. Um, yeah, Haaland won it. I think it was because it was a fan vote though. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, you can again. It's the same when I I said about Portugal with Ronaldo with the team Lewandowski. In it, you can't you can't rule them out. You can just you can just pull it out of the bag, can't you? But um, yeah, for me, Spain. So I'm um, just gutted that uh, Zlatan's not not going to be able to appear at the finals yeah, now yeah, after yeah. making his international comeback at the age of 56 or whatever he is. But <laughs> um, you know, that's that's a big blow because that would have been a, a bit of an entertainment factor, I think, if it. Uh, Personally, right, I, if, if Sweden qualify for a World Cup or even a Euros in four years' time, I can see him creeping in because he's kept himself in such good shape. I wouldn't rule it out. I'm not saying, you know, I think he will, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Mm-hmm. He'd be, he'd he'd be, be playing for good if he takes through. over, he'd be <laughs> yeah. like manager when he's like 60 now and like it'd be the last minute and we'll find out he's registered himself. He's, He'll retire the number nine. <laughs> like, <laughs> he'll be a very animated manager, I think. Oh, oh God, yeah. Imagine the amount of times he gets sent off. Brilliant. <laughs> um, so quickly, while we are uh, just before we finish, we'll run around with some predictions. Um, so give me, we've sort of covered it a little bit. How you think, honestly, how you think your nation will do? And then who do you think is going to be in the final? And who do you think is going to win it? I suppose the final actually depends on the tr- the tournament tree. So don't give me that one actually, because I might be <laughs> wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, Callum. Right. Optimistically, I'm going to say that Scotland just sneak it, uh, sneak second place in that group. Not sure exactly how, because when you look at that group, it is pretty tough. But uh, um, you know, I can see us just maybe sneaking that um, by the skin of our teeth to get through the group. Um, I think 
if we are fortunate enough to do that, that will probably be where our tournament ends not long after, in all honesty. But anything better than fourth place is, is, a, is a win in my book. So, uh, so we'll take that. Um, in terms of overall kind of winner, um, I think, you know, Omar has touched on the strength that, that France have. Um, I would agree. I, I think that's where the trophy will be going back to this, this year. Interesting. Omar? Um, I think England will qualify out of the group first or second. I'm not too sure because I think Croatia are also a good side. Um, but if we do get out of the group, I think England will get to the semi-finals. Um, I think they've got enough press to, and they've got enough squad depth around the whole entire team to to, to go far. Um, it just depends on how Southgate um, approaches all of them because he can either be his usual defensive self or he might go a bit more attack and we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I think England will get to the semi-finals and winners, I think I'm going to have to go Portugal, to be honest with you. I think they've got an, a brilliant squad, a, a squad full of leaders. Um, and I think, yeah, it will go to Portugal. Solid. Alex? <laughs> Wales, first or second, I'm still sort of unsure. Um, I think... You know, it'll all depend on who we get in it because I think if we come up a team that's sort of our level, I think we could beat them on on our day. I feel like we beat them, so I could be quarters, semis. I think semis maximum. I think yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a kid in my head if we get to the final. But uh, what do you think? I'm going quarters. You're going quarters. You're sticking with that, you? Yeah, I'm going quarters. I think if we do uh, get semis, you'd be surprised. I think there's a lot more there's a lot more quality in this tournament than there was in 2016. I think even the likes of France who made the final and Portugal who won it last time look far better than they did um, back then. Mm. You know, we beat Belgium four years ago. I can't see that happening again. Should we get a team like Belgium? I can't really see it happening again. But you never know. You never know. And who do you think is going to win it all? Well, either France or Portugal, I think. I can't I can't pick between them. You both gonna... make very good cases, boys. So hard to I'm going to go for a Swansea old boy. I'm going to back Roberto. I'm going to go Belgium. It? Yeah, I'm going Belgium. I'm doing it. You've got to back him, innit? You've got to back him. Yeah. You I want a FA Cup with Wigan, man. <laughs> <laughs> he can do it. Um, yeah, so there you have it. There are our, uh, our predictions. Um, thank you for coming on, Omar, Callum. It's been thank a you, pleasure. Gentlemen. It's been a pleasure having two I've new guests as well. It. It's, it's always nice to have new guests. Uh, yeah, nice dozen different voices other than our dulcet <laughs> tones every week. But, um, yeah, do you want to? Um, do you want to have like 30 seconds or so to like plug your podcast, plug your socials? Callum, do you want to go first? Yeah, no problem. Thank you. So, um, so yeah, so I co host Veilcast, which is the official club podcast of the mighty Devon Vale Football Club, uh, a Highland League team based in the northeast of Scotland. So, uh, we release a new episode every Thursday evening, uh, seven o'clock on, on YouTube and Spotify. and everywhere else that you get your podcast from. So uh, yeah, please do follow, like, subscribe, check us out. And uh, yeah, hopefully see you guys soon. Lovely. That was seamless. It was way better than when me and Alex do it. it was good, um, <laughs> Omar? I was plugging my personal Instagram and I was asked to do it. <laughs> <laughs> much better than me. Omar? Uh, well, yeah, I just, um, I, I host a podcast with the former chairman of the Football Writers Association and legendary writer Patrick Barkley. Uh, it's called The Perspective. You can follow us on Twitter. We're, we're at perspectivepod underscore. Um, what we do every week, we invite... Uh, 
a selection of journalists on and we discuss all topical events in football um it's a podcast that's been on the rise and we couldn't do it without your support and we we want to climb in the charts higher i think we're up to 20th now in the all-time most listened to football podcast in the uk um so yeah we're, we're, we're doing well but it couldn't be without all the support um that everybody has given us so yeah tune in um if you can lovely 20th we're probably like 20 million because <laughs> <laughs> i think i've got about 20 subscribers so yeah that's uh, that's not bad well done love it um yeah and thank you for listening uh we plan to be back we've got a little episode planned in a couple of weeks with a special guest and then we've got a euros roundup where it's just me and Alex. Unless you boys want to come back. Yeah, I'll be happy to. That's four again. To. We'll do it again. There we are. Yeah. I'm booking guests live on air now. You can't say no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, we'll sort the date out though, boys. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Enjoy the Euros. Uh, hopefully, hopefully your team goes uh, far, especially if they're Wales. Especially if your team are Wales. Uh, we, we'll uh, we'll see you then. Thank you for listening. Ta-ra.